Welcome to Christian Warrior Talk, proudly presented by Christian Warrior Mission. Hosted by former Navy SEAL, SWAT officer, and atheist, now a warrior for Jesus Christ, Pastor Jason Perry. This is more than just a podcast. It's a spiritual vanguard where we intentionally set aside the hustle of our daily lives to come together. We gather to study the Bible, share in heartfelt prayer, and engage in meaningful discussions about all things Christian, homesteading, prepping, and self-defense. Lock shields with us, and together, we will hold the line. And now, let's meet your host, Pastor Jason Perry. Christian Warrior Talk, the Christian Fellowship Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Christian Warrior Talk, the Christian Fellowship Show from Patriot Crusader Mission, a church, farm, and mission for veterans, first responders, and patriots. And this is my attempt to create a community of like-minded Christian conservative patriots, no matter where you are no matter how far you are behind enemy lines or whether you're just right around the corner and life's just too busy. This is my way of trying to lock shields with all you guys and to invest in each other's lives and to be here for one another. Um, It's been a bit and we're on a new day and, you know, I can't do Fridays anymore. I just need some time with the family on the weekends. So Wednesday night it is. I know a lot of people do church on Wednesday nights. So this is not church. Our church is on Sunday night at 7 p.m., but this is a chance for us to roll up our sleeves, grab a beverage, hang out, and talk about all things, you know, all things going on in our lives today, whether it be, you know, um, our challenges and struggles and victories with, you know, in the Christian faith, walking with Jesus as alphas, you know, and in a, in a beta, not even a beta world, but I would say a, a zebra world. Um, or talking about struggles with our marriages. Um, but whether it could also be homesteading, you know, here I am, I'm almost a, little, almost a year into our homesteading, um, you know, church pound project here. Those of you who don't know, because um, I can't see, uh, no one sounded off with their names yet or to, to let me know they're here. But, um, you know, last, originally, about a year and a half ago, we bought this place in Tennessee, with the idea of making it a, a mission where we're going to teach men how to be men, right? That was going to be the goal, teach men how to be men. And, uh, and then it involves men and women because a lot of women wanted it and signed up. Um, then, hey, babe, good to see you. And then it evolved into a church because we couldn't find a church where we fit in. I've been always struggled. I only found one church that I really enjoyed, and that was Ken Graves Church in Bangor, Maine. And... Um, 
then the Ukraine war kicked off and uh, we were in the process in a race to try to build a big building and attract people. I'm like, man, I don't need to be building a church. I need to be building an ark. Food is getting so expensive. You know, we're surrounded by a lot of people who are on the fringes, you know, people who don't have a lot left over at the end of the week and grocery bills are going through the roof and they're already shopping at the dollar store for food. So we decided to try to make a difference and start our own farm, um, our own ark, as we call it, where, you know, we processed 150 chickens. We still have 100 chickens, 75 egg layers and about 25 meat birds that we're trying to grow our flock. We have uh, six pigs, and we're expecting our first litter of piglets um, at the end of this month. We have, hey, Steve, good to see you. Um, And, you know, I will definitely give you guys a strength and honor here in a second. Um, And then we are up to 11 cows. Five of those Jersey milk cows, one of them is sold. And, um, you know, so we'll be down to four, which is we always wanted four. Two that we can be in milk and then two that we would let rest so that their bodies would recover and it'd be good for the animals, right? Um, yeah, piglets are going to be great. I can't wait to have piglets there around the farm. Um, so, yeah, so we started this, I want to say, last what was it, last March, Lauren? Reno, strengthen on him, my brother. It's been a minute. Sorry I've been busy. How's Lauren and the kids? Hope all is well, my friend. Reno, it's so good to see you. Um, you can share a pick a stanch, and I'll send it to teams. Yes, you can. Right now, as we speak, one of our great Christian brothers who has become an extended member of our family, Aaron, has been over here busting his butt. And uh, we got a full dairy in our basement now. We got a full hot sink and all that stuff in the basement. So Lauren is able to do almost all the dairy ops in the basement instead of blowing up our kitchen every day, which is great. And then he's also building an awesome milking stanchion for, um, for Lauren so she can be safe and a lot safer milking the cows and um, and a lot more comfortable. I think it was April or so when we got our first chickens. Cows were a few months later. So yeah, and our you know our cows I think we got in June. So you know we're six months in. We're up to eleven cows. We've got like I said five jerseys right now. We got a new calf. Right, a calf is about two weeks old right now. We bought her when she was two days old with her mama, which is one of the jerseys. She's half. Jersey half Holstein, which is those big giant black and white Chick-fil-A cows as we call them. But yeah, holy smokes, it has been an amazing year. Um, I know I haven't been on in a bit, but I just wanted to you know say that we're starting back up on Wednesdays and I'll be here every Wednesday. Um but for the year of 2022, it was the year of crazy construction and growth and products. Um, I mean, growth of building fences and coops and, you know, just all kinds of infrastructure. And I'm about to show you guys some, 
some pictures here, and it looks like our chickens are supposed to be in their thing, and they're on our stanchion. But uh, let me pull this up and show you. Aaron's doing such a good job. I'm so impressed with his work ethic. One thing that's been lacking here in Tennessee is is solid workers who bust their butt and work their, you know, do what they say they're going to do. And Aaron is definitely one of those. So here's our milk stanchion that he's still here working on right now. He's trying to get it done tonight. That's the feed bowl right there, as you can see on the end. Um, they'll be walking up this ramp and they'll be parking in here. And this is where the headlocks will be so that they can't pull their head out. And Lauren can then finally sit here on a bucket or a stool instead of doing this like Asian squat in the rice patties that she's been doing. I mean, she's got an awesome, I mean, for a girl who you've always said she didn't have much of a booty since she's been milking, she's gotten her booties definitely, gotten muscular from being in a permanent squat for hours a day milking but um you know this will make her life a lot easier and you guys know the know the saying happy wife happy life that is 1000% true um it is a universal truth and i stand by that <laughs> so um she might try to say happy spouse happy house but if mama ain't happy no one's happy and everyone out there who's married knows exactly what i'm talking about so um, so that's one picture, and then that's the other picture, and it looks like he's finishing up the ramp here, and then it looks like he needs to put the head blocks up and then the buck gate. Uh, looks like he's getting close, and um, you know, just really thankful for my brother Aaron um, here locally who is a handyman who can do anything, and he's already been doing pl- tons of plumbing around the house, and um, this is this project. And then, you know, we got to replace the floor in our extra bathroom or our main bathroom because the toilet leaked and flooded out the floor as of yesterday. So that wasn't going to be a project. That was going to be a me project. Now it's going to be a him project because um, that's really going to take priority right after this. So anyways, that's the stanchion. I know Lauren's very happy with it. And... uh, so, you know, I know you guys are um, digging that. One of the things I want to go over is the whole reason why I started this show. You know, Lauren and I started this show way back when COVID started because, let's face it, no one had a social life. Everyone was kind of locked down there in the beginning while the world was trying to figure out what they were doing. And uh, some people are still living in lockdown and left cleaning places. It's insane. Hey, Tim, good to see you, brother. You know, um, well, being a Christian conservative with standards to hang out with, right? So it's not like, you know, if you're going to bring someone around your family, so let's say you're homesteading, you're working around your family, and you're bringing people around your family, that's a lot different than the guys you hang out with at work, typically, right? Kind of back in the day, you'd have your work buddies, and they were kind of just guys you work with and you got along with them and maybe you went out for a drink after that and that was okay, but that was kind of the end of it. Once you start walking in the light of Jesus and you start having to elevate your standard for friends, it quickly becomes slim pickings out there. Um, 
with who you can trust around your family. Right. And we have a saying here in our, in our community that we do in our Patriot Crusader community. And if you're here, we know that we can trust you with our kids. We wouldn't be hanging out with people if we couldn't trust them around our kids. That doesn't mean I'm going to send them home with them, but it means that when they're around, they're not going to be cussing all the time. They're not going to be saying inappropriate things. They're not going to make clowns of themselves. They're not going to lead my kids down a dark path. But our standard here is not only can I trust you with my kids, but can I trust my kids with your kids? Have you passed on that Christian identity to your kids? Because let's face it, and I had someone who got really offended over this. I mean, she's a wackadoo, but she got completely offended not even hearing what I'm saying. Most kids get exposed to, hey, Christopher, good to see you, Um, get exposed to darkness through a friend, right? They get exposed to porn or drugs or alcohol or whatever through a friend. And most parents think your kid's hanging out with a good kid, but they don't really know, right? And most most people don't even know they're other people's parents. So here we are. We're going to be homeschooling. We vet everyone our kids go around with. You know, they're not going to be able to hang out with whoever they want to hang out with. That's They can do that when they're 18. Up until then, I am their, not their friend. I am their freaking guardian. I am their guardian. I am responsible for them going to heaven, right? So I have to disciple them and limit their exposure to evil and corruption until they are able to stand on their own and do that on their own. Too many people want to be buddies with their friends and want to, you know, compromise their kids' safety, right, to try to elevate all these other kids. You want to do that, that's fine. Do that with a bunch of other Christians and do and make sure it's supervised, right? But don't you dare go hang out with the parents, send them off with the kids, and next thing you know, they're all looking at porn on your kids, your your friend's kid's phone, or they're trying, you know, substances or pills or God knows what now, right? It's not even the way we used to when we grew up where you could experiment, right? Now... You think you're taking a Valium, you take a freaking um, fentanyl pill, and your kid never wakes up again, right? Thinking that they're just taking, you know, muscle relaxant or an Oxycontin and they're dead because they took fentanyl because our freaking president is a joke and the Democrats are importing all these Latinos from South America. And yeah, we are, we are, um, what do you want to say? Yes, we are winning more Latinos than ever. But guess what? 75% of them vote Democrat. 75. Yeah, we get 25%. Woohoo! They're importing millions upon millions upon millions of illegals, trying to get them a pathway to citizenship so that they will permanently stay in power. That is their long game. And they get a bunch of Christians helping them do it. A bunch of nonprofit government agencies that are down there are not non-government, you know, nonprofits down there helping them, claiming that they're Christian. Destroying this country 
right? Destroying everything that they were gifted with. And they're just too clueless to even see it. Or they're evil incarnate and they're trying to do it. It is a big scam. Yeah, I mean, part of part of mentoring is having fun, and and I want my kids to know. I was having a conversation with my daughter today, and she said, you know, Dada, you're you're a really good, good, you know, good boy or whatever, right? She was trying to compliment me on being a good dad without knowing how to say it. And I want my kids to know that I, you know, I love their mother most, them next, and it's not even close to the third person, third tier, right? And, um, you know, of course, God is primary, but I'm talking about people that are there on the ground with us. Um, And I love them, and there's nothing I won't do for them, and that means always being on the clock, always being on watch. I am their guardian. You are their guardian. Not their buddy. So that makes this stuff lonely, man. When you hang out with a Christian friend and they bring over their family and their family's a freaking catastrophe and you're like, what is going on? How is this guy so solid when I'm around him but but he's not getting any traction at home? What does that mean? It means that it's an act, and he only does it when he's around you or when other people. And when they go home, they, they go back to being a complete mess. That's what that means. You can fake out your friends. You can fake out your coworkers. You can't fake out your kids, and you can't fake out your wife. They know who you are because they're the ones who are receiving the worst of you. I say that from my own experience. When I am frustrated, when I am scared, when I am crashing and burning all around, my short temper and my inconsistencies are all around me and my, you know, my family. And play, praise the Lord, to the Lord Jesus that my kids forgive and love me and I repent and I come back and my wife, my wife, my wife is... An angel sent just for me because she forgives me for all my shortcomings, of which there are many. But my identity stays the same. Yes, I can be grouchy. Yes, I can be this. Yes, I can be demoralized. Yes, I can be low in spirits. Yes, I can feel like sometimes praying is a waste of time. There are times when I feel that. I'm a pastor and I feel that way. And what I find with all those, in those moments, that it's not God pulling away from me. It's me getting too busy, missing my priorities, and getting resentful against God for him not overstretching for me and realizing that I did it all again to myself. Again. I got out of the habit of reading the word. 
I get out of the habit of setting away time away from him or just to spend with him. I got busy. And then I'm surprised when I devolve. Yeah, you're the man of the house. And when there's somebody who has to jump on a, a landmine and take one for the team, it's you. That means less things for you. Less time, less and less gym time, less hobby time, less sleep, less whatever. But you got to give God your best. You can't give him the leftovers. If you do, you're going to suffer. And I relearn this all the time, guys. Learn this all the time. So I really missed you guys, and I really missed this community. Because this this Christian conservative principle lifestyle that I'm living, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a part of a Fortune 200 company. You know, he's making a lot of money. Has to be very... Louie, I'm sorry I didn't I didn't get the joke or I missed it. I see sorry I couldn't help myself. I don't know if I missed something. Um but uh you know, it's good to see you, my friend anyways. But I was talking to him and he's like, Jay, you know, I admire you so much, you're so principled. You know, you you take stands, you know, he's vaccinated because, you know, he chose to be vaccinated rather than lose his job for his company and a bunch of other stuff and you know lives where he's at for you know the wrong reasons or maybe the right reasons you know who knows and um i said well tom that's because it's all everything i've ever done has come with a cost i walked away from my military career at 16 years not because you know i didn't want a pension it was because for me there was a more important mission at that time i just lost my little brother to heroin and um, and going overseas and making third world hellholes safer was not my priority anymore. So I walked away with that, and I've had people, including in-laws, you know, who didn't know me at that time, saying that nobody walks away at 16 years. He must have got thrown out of the military. No, didn't get thrown out of the military. I could have finished. In fact, I had to go all the way up to the chief of uh, of the Navy, head of the Navy, to get out of my, I, I actually did 15 years and 10 months because the police academy started two months before my 16 years. And if I didn't make that, I was going to be screwed because of the age re- restrictions and I wouldn't have been able to have been a Boston cop. So they actually had to let me out two months early on my contract. A lot of people had to go to bat for me. But I've never done anything for the money, guys. It's always been for the cause. And uh, which is where my cause now is Christ and my family. It wasn't always that way. I was an atheist and I was broken in a previous marriage. 
It was all about me, self, escaping. You know, I was a sports addict like all these other idiots out there where I only came alive when I was with my friends and everything else was just doing time. I have not watched a minute of any sports and since this kneeling crap started. It's the best thing I've ever done. Less reading time, less gym time, less hobby time, less fishing time, less shooting, less range, less, so less Christian warrior talk time. Exactly, that is what I meant. I get it, Louie. No, I get it. Um, <clears throat> but God has to get the best of your time, guys. And fellowship is a part of that. And let me tell you, I'm in Tennessee, which is a Christian conservative place, and it's still lonely as heck here. Most people you meet, maybe the either the, the husband's a good guy and you can hang out with him, or the wife is fun and the husband's lame, or the husband's fun, you know, is solid and the wife's crazy, or the husband's a you know fun and solid, but he didn't pass on his identity, so his kids are monsters. And hey, Danae, it's so good to see you. I'll miss you too. And you're just, you you know, they walk out of the house and you're sitting there with your, you know, me and Lauren are sitting there and we're just shaking our heads and we're just like, what a bummer. You know, you can, you can try to help fix them if they are willing to take correction and this and that. Um, So many people won't. I'll get to that here in a second, Reno. So we got to do Christian warrior talk, guys. We got to have an online community where this is where you plug in. You know, you're not crazy. You're not alone. This is where you come and the guys and the gals that come here lock shields with Say, you know what? I'm not alone in this. There are other people out there who are just like me. And we find strength within each other. So I spent a lot of time recently lobbying on the 2024 election. When I say lobbying, I mean calling influential people that I know, pastors and such, trying to get them squared away on what their priorities are for 2024. And I might piss some of you guys off right now with what I'm about to say, but um, I'm 100% of Ron DeSantis' camp. There is no, if DeSantis runs, there is not a single reason not to vote for him. Not one. Now, I love Trump, and I think Trump got a bad deal. I think he was an awesome president. I think he got corruption incarnate around him. I don't think anything that happened to him was fair, and it breaks my heart. But America is bigger than one man or one family. 
and he was exactly what we needed at that time. But in my opinion, in 2024, we need the MAGA policies without the baggage. Ron DeSantis, in my opinion, is that guy. Ron DeSantis runs one of the biggest, most successful states in the union. DeSantis doesn't shoot himself in the foot. DeSantis doesn't have all the baggage that Trump has. DeSantis, DeSantis doesn't have a third of Christians saying they're never going to vote for him for some stupid conversation he had with a, with a Bush kid talking about grabbing female genitalia or the Ted Cruz crap or whatever. All right. I like Trump. If I could snap my fingers and make him president, I would. Right. But we need to move on. We need to move on from Trump and we need to move on to DeSantis. DeSantis can do things that Trump can't. And let me explain why Trump has a con conflict of interest. Right. Trump has a conflict of interest. He can't investigate the FBI because the FBI investigated him. He can't go after the IRS and all these other agencies and everyone else because they all went after him. It looks like vengeance. No matter how legit it is. Trump gave us the vaccines. Trump gave us the vaccines. So we can't go and investigate Fauci and all that other stuff. Ron DeSantis can come into office, appoint Rand Paul to investigate, you know, the uh, Ron Paul, or sorry, Fauci and the rest of it, and he would go through it. He can appoint Trey Gowdy to investigate the 2020 elections and everything, all the fallout around it, and then just run the country. That is the plan forward. That is how we move forward as a country and how we fix things. Trump has a chance to be a kingmaker by jumping in the election, taking all the heat, and then handing it over. Taking it and, and handing it over and being the kingmaker. He will go down as a great if he does that, if he doesn't let his ego get involved. I'm not giving up on Trump, Reno, right? It's not about that. It's, 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 it's about... Trump has, has lost every election since 2020. Now, I think we're, on, we're of the same opinion on what happened in the lab, that election. I'm not going to say it because we're on YouTube and in a lot of places, but it's my opinion on that. And then you look at the House, Senate, and everything else that happened. I know reasonable people... I know, Louis, it's not him. I'm just wishing he could do it. I'm wishing he could do it. Um, there are people out there, you know, unfortunately, suburban women cost us the election every year. And suburban women are not going to vote for Trump until they're 
they're being their homes are being home invaded and they're in bread lines. DeSantis has the ego. I don't see him being a yes man. He took on Disney there. He's taken on everyone. He's even taken on Trump. He was the one who pushed back against Fauci and all the all the COVID nonsense in Florida. Louis, I agree with you. I'm just playing, you know, again, I'm not, I don't know if elections matter anymore. If they do, if they don't, then it doesn't matter who we run. If they do, then, you know, it's, uh, they still matter. And DeSantis is, I think, our only hope. Now, if Trump is a candidate, will I vote for him? 100%. 100%. I'm not going to lobby against Trump. I love the man. I just, I'm thinking long-term for our country, and I think eight years of DeSantis is about right. They're going to try to demonize him, but he's not going to give them all all the ammo to do it. He's a lot more disciplined. Christian Warrior Talk is sponsored by Trident Shield, your trusted ally in violence preparedness. Trident Shield safeguards your loved ones with expert training and consulting. Trident Shield, defending faith through preparedness because together we save lives. Heard the Dems may try to fun, find the Sampas. I think they can be. Um, every every talking head I've seen from the Democrat Party um, is saying that they can't beat DeSantis. They're terrified of him. They want to run against Trump because they know that the female vote for Trump is so bad. The white suburban female vote for Trump does not exist. Doesn't exist. So um, we would have to flip way more black votes and Hispanic votes, and that isn't going to happen. DeSantis took Florida, which everyone said, and Tennessee, the same thing. They said, oh, you guys have got nothing but liberals moving down there to change it. Florida went deeper red, and so did Tennessee. We took the conservatives from blue states where the the votes didn't even matter and made them matter again. My advice to everyone out there, if you can hear my voice or you are seeing this, move to the deepest reddest state possible. Period. That is the only thing you can do right now. Get yourself in a, a red a, a, a red attorney general and a red governor who'll fight for your rights. That's it. That's all you got. There is no other option. Moving to Tennessee has been one of the best things I've ever done in my life, and it came at great cost. It was not easy. 
It was hard as heck, and I had to leave people behind. But I did it because I wanted to raise my daughters the way I wanted to raise my daughters and my family the way I wanted to raise my family. I talked to, I you know, never Trumpers drive me insane. Never Trumpers cost us, you know, never Trumpers. You can't trust them. You can't work with them. And that's what I tell them. We may vote for the same candidate, but I'll never trust them because they wasted their vote. They had one bullet in their gun. Instead of shooting it at the enemy, they, they shot us in the back. Never trust a never Trumper, period especially when they try to say they're Christian and they're pro-life. If it was up to them, the, you know, Roe v. Wade would still be the law of the land. So they are treasonous to the pro-life movement. Finding good people to rely on. It has to start with a biblical viewpoint. If they have a biblical worldview and they're living what they're reading, that's you can work with them on just about anything. As far as the idiots in the house... I've lost all faith in the government period. You know, um, until we have term limits, they're too easily corrupted. They're too easily bought. The longer they're in office, the more strings they get in them, the more indebted and the more corrupted they become until they're not even same life form that left and was in there originally. And that's the reality of it. There are some champion fire brands out there that I love, but uh, I don't know. I just think the two-party system is completely broke. Cost too much money to run for office. Well, that's because they are all voting for the same guy, and we've got 20 people that refuse to vote for Kevin McCarthy. So we only barely have the majority. Remember that red wave that we were supposed to have? Yeah, it didn't work. You know, and Trump is saying that that's that's the Supreme Court's fault with the with the abortion decision, and there's some truth to that. There are a whole bunch of young people who are completely misled and have been brainwashed because we all put them in public schools 
and we all sent them to colleges where they got brainwashed. Where they got completely taken over and they're lost. And all they can think about is killing babies. So Chris has an interesting comment comment here talking about term limits. The thing, thing is, how long are these those people going to remain the fighters we need in office before they go corrupt? I like the 10-year policy, brother. You know, I think 10 years is about right. You know, I'm open to getting to going, you know, to 12, whatever, but you know, you shouldn't be going there for 40, 50 years. It was never meant to be that. It was meant you were meant to go in, serve, and then go back to your life. Yeah, I've really kind of distanced myself from this whole thing. Louis says five terms or six terms for Congress and two terms for the Senate. Now, I think that sounds fair to me. We'll lose some competence because with exposure to any job or any trade, you get expertise, but you also get corrupted. Well, I'll tell you, I'm a firm believer that we need to disband all three-letter agencies and reform them. I think they've been... They're too corrupt. They're too, they've shown that they do not respect the Constitution of the United States. And um, I mean, I believe we need federal law enforcement agencies. I believe we need intel agencies, but I think they need to be completely disbanded and reformed. And Rand Paul is the guy for that. Him and his father have been talking about that for 30 years. It's not, he's not a, a, a Johnny come lately on this. It's been part of his freaking DNA forever because his dad was the, was 100% right. He was 100% right. I used to think they were both wackos. I don't think that anymore. No, I don't think they should be getting paid for the rest of their life because they did one term. I think that's ridiculous. I think the fact that they have the best deal going is the most ridiculous thing ever. But the main thing is you got to, we got to focus local. Local is where your life is. Yes, we have to keep our eyes on national, but local is where the who is going to fight for you. It's where the rubber meets the road. It's who's in your your um, school board. It's everything out, everything that goes with that. It's it's the laws. It's the sheriff. It's how things are enforced. It's the budget in your community. It's who they allow to come 
the drag queen to come do stripper things and story time with the kids. That is where we need to focus. And focusing on that is almost a full-time job in itself. I mean, we got Tennessee stands here and and uh, Johnson City Freedom. And if it wasn't for them, I mean, I'm exhausted just reading the posts that some of their active people do. But finding, you know, focusing on local politics, focusing on first your family, right? Everything's lost if you don't if you don't raise your kids as Christian. I mean, I just interviewed Bill Weiss from Twenty Three Minutes in Hell, and um, every time I hear that guy's story. I'm like, man, I know people who are going to hell right now and I'm not doing anything about it. I mean, the guy is a freaking powerhouse. He's a skinny little dude, but everything he says is biblical. Everything he says is straight out of the Bible. It's so detailed and and fortified with scripture that you just have a, you know, I'm a skeptic on most things. And, uh, and listening to him today again, I'm just so convicted on the people that I'm leaving behind. That if we really believe there's a hell and your kid, your own kids aren't saved right now, what the frick is wrong with you? How do you sleep at night? Watch what he, what he said it was like in hell when he went there. You wouldn't wish that on anyone. Never mind someone you love. But hey, we're just Christians. We just carry on. You know, God, God is love, right? Like that's like we. The one thing we've lost more than anything in this country is the fear of God. Now he's your bro, right? It's Jesus' bro, and everything else. And it's like no. You need to have, if we brought back just one thing, a healthy fear of God, everything would be okay. But no, God is love. And, you know, they don't ever mention his wrath. They don't ever mention his just, how just he is. Because you might actually think, holy smokes, how many churches don't even talk about hell? Amen, Louis. Tell you, I fear, you know, pivot back to politics. I fear for our military right now, how woke and how incompetent their leadership is. Can't even imagine risking my life with the clowns that are the generals and the admirals and everything that are over them.
I, mean, I know we're not hitting our recruiting numbers. Recruiting's at like, I don't know if it's an all-time low, but it's a really bad low. Whole COVID, you know, vaccine issue, kicking people out of the military, et cetera, et cetera. When they can't even hit, you know, recruitment goals. Throwing out millions of dollars worth of training. Allowing people who are psychologically unstable and don't know what bathroom to use to carry guns and be forced to, to fight alongside insanos. I wouldn't even let my kids serve in the military right now, and that kills me. I don't trust this government enough with my kid's life. I wouldn't trust them with my freaking chicken's life, never mind my kids. Sorry, just sending Lauren a message. So the LGBTQ issue is going to be the fight that we all should be on right now. Yeah, Miley needs to go. The LGBTQ thing is coming to all of us. Your kid, particularly if he, goes to public, he or she goes to public school, is going to have an LGBTQ friend. That corruption is seeping in everywhere. You watch TV, it's everywhere. If you're trying to, you know, like I remember I was trying to watch uh, how, to, how, to, how to Train Your Dragon or something with B. And there it is. We're watching How to Watch a, a Cartoon for Kids. And what are the commercials on? MTV and all their reality shows, which are all, all LGBTQ, fornicating, sinful lives that they're... that. They are downloading into my kid. No, thanks. No way. That is what is running on the commercials. Not here's a doll. Not here's a puppy or a pool or a trampoline. No, that's how they're angling for them. Disney lost so much money this year with their grooming and their nonsense that they fired their last CEO and brought him back. We'll see if he cleans it up. Yeah, we're going through and we're purging, you know, every subscription that we have. Or anything. I mean, we've already done like we don't have Netflix. We didn't have Disney for a while, you know. Um, I don't. I, you know, there's some Christian like I paid to not have advertisements on my YouTube channel, and there are some Christian shows and some safe shows that we have vetted 
where we're not they're not going to get exposed to that crap but if it's on the networks and there are regular commercials then just be, you know it's coming yeah smart move louis I don't know if you guys have gone over to Twitter yet, but I have. You can follow me over there. Pastor Steel Cop is my handle over there. It's supposed to be the only place where we can get a fair shake. You don't get a fair shake on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, anywhere else. We'll see if we can get a fair shake on Twitter. It's very different as a platform. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's shorter form content. You just put your your thoughts out there on any given topic or a zinger or whatever, and people sound off on it. And you can like, retweet, whatever. Um, I admire what Elon Musk is trying to do over there. I used to be very optimistic about the country guys, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so much anymore. The more I think about it, the more I think the three state solution is the only thing that'll work. The East coast, the West coast and the South coast, the West coast being Sodom, the East coast being Gomorrah and the South coast being the Holy land. It's uh, very disheartening. And it happened on our watch. We were all too comfortable. Thank you. We were all too darn comfortable and too busy to do anything. And they know it. They know it. That's why we need each other, guys. So I sitting here talking to a microphone on the camera and having you guys text back and forth with me. This, this is sometimes the only lifeline we have. No, you're not the only one. Chris, how are your cows coming? I know that I think you had a, a couple steer, right? That, unfortunately, is always true, Louie. That cycle has a name, and I can't remember what the name of it is. Yep. Well, it's coming. That cycle's coming again for all of us. And... um I'm just, 
you know, I've got a young girl. I've got a, I've got a, a one-year-old daughter and a three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and Lauren and I are trying to have another kid. And we're going to have as many kids as God blessed us with because that's what the Bible says to do. And um, I got to keep fighting for them. I got to keep keep marching every single day and keep fighting and keep going uphill every day to try to keep moving the ball for them. Chris says he's getting ready to have, he's hoping to have him ready for the table this June. Are you processing them, Chris? We're building our slaughter rack, I think, in the next two weeks. We, um, yeah, we got, we, we basically got a steel eye beam with a 9,000 pound winch attached to it off of six by sixes. That'll be 16 foot, six by sixes, four feet in the ground. And, uh, we'll be hoisting all of our animals up there processing that we were going to do bacon this weekend. Who's, uh, who's one of our hogs. But he's got saved by a month because we're not going to be ready for him yet. He's ready for us. We're just not ready for him yet. You know, and that's going to be very different for me. You know, I'm a city guy. I'm not like some butcher dude, you know, but just like the chickens, I'll learn how to do the pigs and then I'll learn how to do the cows. And we got, you know, we got solar panels on the house now, which was the big thing that I needed to make sure that if I'm going to start killing animals, I'm going to have a backup power supply. So if anything goes out, I don't lose thousands of pounds of meat and waste that, those beautiful animals. I'll tell you the, uh, the homesteading thing. You know, I know a lot of people are interested in that. Do it but just know that it's really hard work. There are no off days, not unless you have a large family or a large network that can help you. There's always an emergency and something's not going right or this or that. Um, solar, I paid to have someone else installed. I mean, I just went with a company and they put on a massive system here. already when we got hit with that Christmas cold snap and they were power cycling the power here it helped a big time to have well I'll tell you what guys I know this was kind of a somber one no it's not going to save you money bro it's going to save you money on your electric bill but you're just going to have a bigger solar bill to pay for whatever you did. Um, the main thing is to get you off the grid if you want to be off the grid. It gets you a power source when everything else goes to heck. And um, you don't have to worry about another generator or anything if you get a battery. I mean, it's, it's solid, but it's not going to be a money saver. 
Not unless energy costs continues to go through the roof. Which, depending on the elections of the future, may or may not be the case. I went with Solar Titan, so I don't know if they're where you're at. I know there's a lot of solar powers who companies that went going under because they were relying on Generac and Generac, all their parts are gone. The supply chains completely broke down and Generac's put a lot of solar companies out of business. I missed our Fridays too. That's why. So glad that you found us. We now have Wednesdays, my friends. I'll get you through the week. That's why we did Wednesdays because it's hump day. And if you can make it to Wednesday, hopefully you'll get enough of a recharge today to make it to your weekend. Right. And, uh, and I'll always see you on Sundays for service. And you guys know that I'm also doing my Bible study again in the morning. So I'm here every Monday through Friday and on Sunday. So the only day you can find me if you need me. Is I think I got almost 40 panels, bro. I think I got 39 panels. Um, the only day you can't find me is Saturday. The rest of the time you'll see me. And tomorrow we're in Matthew 4. So. But, hey, guys, it's been an awesome hour hanging out with you guys. I really hope to have you guys start calling in and talking more. Um, it is massive, Louie. The guy said they never done one this big before. So, um, which was surprising to me. So, um, really missed you guys. Love you guys. I'm going to bed because Bible studies at 9 a.m. tomorrow and chores start early. So love you guys. God bless you. And I'll see you here every Wednesday for Christian Warrior Talk. All right. Bye. Thank you for standing shoulder to shoulder with us in today's spiritual vanguard on Christian Warrior Talk, presented by Christian Warrior Mission. As we've united in prayer, let's hold fast to the truth in Nehemiah 4.14. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Until next time, let's keep a humble and grateful heart, deliberately pursue our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and equip ourselves with the full armor of God. You're not walking this path alone. Lock shields with us, and together we will hold the line. May God bless you all.